Welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender, and today, senior digital editor Noah Brown chats with iCar executive Jeff Peavy about the company's new state-of-the-art technical center in Chicago and what it means for the future of auto technician training. I hope you enjoy this fascinating discussion as much as I did. Overall, how did the idea for the Technical Center start? What was the process of getting that to come into fruition? Yeah. So, well, first of all, the, the Chicago Tech Center is, is just one more tool to enable our technical strategy, the, the execution of our, of our uh, positioning ourselves to support the industry and to be a leader in new technologies. And uh, so this facility just expands that operation and allows quite a few things. Uh, many years ago, uh, we began talking uh, to the industry and discussing what we refer to as a technical tsunami and uh, that it was going to impact the industry. Uh, and we beat that drum for many years, uh, pointing to the number of, of new vehicles and new technologies that were coming out and so forth. Well, at ICAR, we also uh, have obviously been a part of, of being impacted by this technical tsunami, and the speed and volume of technical changes are just tremendous. So, uh, when you think of ICAR, a lot of people think of us, you know, just uh, in our courses, which is a big part of what we do and the training that we provide. But there's so much more to our operation uh, than than just that. And in fact, even around course builds. Um, there's a lot of research and work and collaboration with the industry that takes place. And so uh, we recognized that, you know, many years ago that uh, the technical tsunami was going to require more technical space and really a different approach to how we, we use this space. Um, and so I, I want to be clear that uh, this new facility, which we're talking about today, really just augments our current Tech Center in Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin, which is actually, by the way, going through uh, some updating as well. Uh, it's being refreshed and updated, uh, and we'll have almost eighty thousand total square feet of technical operations in our technical uh, products, programs, and services. You know, we built a detailed strategy uh, and a plan around uh, what we're going to do. We presented it to our board for approval and our. You know, our board's dedication and determination to support the industry uh, approval for, for them was pretty easy uh, because they saw this as an important step for us at, in taking that step towards the next level of support for the industry. And um, so we spent nearly a year um, working and understanding what we needed in terms of our approach and actual square footage for what we were going to be doing and for this new approach that I mentioned. So um, the, the facility is, is really purpose-built. It's very purpose-built. And as we talk a little bit more about it, we'll kind of, kind of, you'll see, um, you know, we didn't build a collision repair facility. It is a technical facility for ICAR in its execution uh, of its technical leadership position. We, uh, we determined to take the lab approach, and I will refer to labs probably several times, but what that really means is a dedicated space for a specific current newer technology uh, that has everything that is needed in it 
it's organized, it has uh, the tools, the equipment, and the overall environment is considered uh, in it, and in, in specifically to whatever it is we're doing within it. And um, the other one of the other parts that's really important is uh, they're being built with a total focus and immersion in mind. And I'll give you an example. Uh, if you go down the hallway where these labs are, are on one side of the hallway, we will have digital windows. And those digital windows allow people in the hallway to look into those labs when it is uh, we're doing something that it's appropriate that others can see, for example. But once you're inside that lab, you would never know anybody was looking through this digital window necessarily at you. So you're not distracted. Uh, there's no windows with shades so that we can't control the lighting and so forth. And, and when you think about all of the different things that we do in these labs, we need to be able to control the environment, the lighting, heating, cooling, uh, the colors uh, that the labs are painted and everything. Everything about it is purpose built for sure. Um, uh, so so that's a that's really a start. There's a lot more of this story I'll tell as we go through this for sure. And so earlier you, just, you said you you weren't building a collision repair facility. Would it be fair to call it a a training center or a training facility? Yeah. Uh, so so some of the things that we that we will do in it, um, we we will be doing some OEM certification training. Uh, we will be doing some ICAR training uh, specific to ICAR courses. Um, we do research and uh, we do quite a bit of research. Sometimes I think um, it's easy to not even think about that as, as um, uh, something that has to be done at the extent that it has to be done. But uh, so we do repairability technical support that function uh, out of these facilities. We maintain and update technical information that we uh, have either developed or our work with the OEs in collaboration with them. We do repair procedure and best practices support. Of course, I've already mentioned we do curriculum development and instructional design. Uh, we do training delivery, which we've mentioned. Uh, we do a, quite a bit of video creation, live streaming type events and so forth. Uh, we do collision repair specific research, some that would support various things from uh, OEs all the way to course development. Uh, we do a lot of OEM support, uh, doing research with them and for them, as well as the training. And then also the industry uh, protocol that we uh, that we have developed and maintained uh, for on behalf of the industry. A big part of that is done there um, in, in both facilities. And so that's uh, um, also pretty important. A uh, big, big project that will be uh, enabled as a result of this facility is uh, just-in-time videos. So if you're uh, in, the, in the process of following an OEM uh, repair procedure and uh, we will have short videos that we've started doing that would just simply, uh, you know, here are the things that you need to know in order to be successful with that repair procedure. We in no way uh, are replacing the repair procedure. It is simply just a visual support of that procedure in that sense. Um, so, so those are all, all just really kind of high level of the things that will be done there, as well as done in Appleton and the coordination between the two. There's uh, our refinished capabilities are all still in our Appleton, Wisconsin facility. Uh, the CTC, as we call it, or the Chicago Tech Center, uh, is focused uh, specifically. It is, it has welding capability and welding training capability. It has a welding lab. 
It has an ADAS calibrations lab, which I'll talk about here in just a little bit. There's a real story behind that. Uh, it will have uh, electric vehicle lab, and then it has a, another lab that is, uh, has a little bit more flexibility to it. So as, you know, as ADAS calibrations becomes less of a thing uh, and this technology becomes more established, you know, there is the very possibility that we will move a new technology into another lab and we will just keep adjusting as the industry changes. Um, there'll be six electric vehicle chargers throughout the, the facility. The facility has uh, a, a secure, confidential vehicle storage area. We can actually move vehicles through the labs without anyone seeing them, even though there may be a lot of activity. Um, so that if we're working on something on behalf of a car manufacturer, maybe that isn't, you know, uh, to be seen by the, the public, we can certainly do that. The most, probably one of the biggest things is in, in meeting the, the environment of the technical tsunami is uh, efficiency and accuracy of research and development and videos. So um, we can do, and I, I kind of tell a little bit of story, we could be teaching an OEM certification class using uh, both a classroom and, and a lab. We could even be doing more than one of those. Um, we could be conducting a live streaming repairs RAM event uh, that's being recorded. Uh, we could be doing uh, video work in, in another lab. And um, we could be conducting a collision repair uh, procedure research uh, in another area of this uh, facility and still doing some other work that maybe is supporting another OEM initiative. And we could be doing it all at once. And uh, so the, Whereas Appleton is, has, we've outgrown a certain portion of that. A lot of that, because of the way it was designed originally, we have to stop production of some things if we're doing a video and so forth. So this way we just keep things rolling. And that's, uh, that's really important that meeting that speed and demand of, of change for sure. From the team that brings you Fender Bender comes the Fender Bender Management Conference, a unique opportunity to learn directly from top performers in the collision repair industry, bringing Fender Bender Magazine to life. Held September 26th through 28th in Arlington, Texas, FBMC will feature leading voices like Mike Anderson, Daryl Amberson, and Louis Sharp discussing how shop owners like you are able to find guaranteed solutions to achieve your goals and sustain future success. Register for the Fender Bender Management Conference today. Use code PODCAST at FenderBenderConference.com for a discount to this year's event. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you are, we'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out AdaptAutomotive.com for the latest on automotive technology news and industry trends. Now, back to the interview. So a vast majority of our listeners are shop owners or managers, people in the aftermarket who are working on vehicles on a day-to-day -day basis who, who may interact with ICAR uh, in a training capacity, in a certification capacity. Will they have access to the training facility at all? The, or, sorry, not the, the, the CTC, the Technical Center in Chicago. And if so, how, do, how would that look? Yeah, so uh, that, that's, that's really a, a, a good question. It's important when you recognize that ICAR is uh, a not-for-profit, uh, that we were developed and our whole purpose in life is to fulfill our vision and mission, to collaborate with the industry. So the facility we have uh, is available for uh, uh, any collaborative work that someone may have or have an interest in. Uh, if someone needed to have a meeting, uh, we have some meeting space that we can, if we have enough notice, 
uh, that, you know, we're, we're less than a half an hour from Chicago O'Hare Airport. So it'd be an easy place to fly into, uh, have a meeting, and then also have just some really interesting things to be, to expose your attendees to. So uh, I would, I would suggest that at least in the early stages of this is to reach out to me and have a discussion about your needs and interest, and we will try to accommodate as much as we can, because again, uh, collaboration is in our DNA and support of the industry every way we possibly can within our vision and mission. We're going to do that for sure. Um, I, I'll give you an example too. Um, so we're building, uh, one of our labs is focused on ADAS calibrations. And uh, we went about the uh, process of meeting all of the OEM requirements for calibrations. So being able to control the lighting, being able to, to have a level floor and all of the things that you need, uh, we have incorporated into this lab. And we currently have uh, contractors uh, taking the concrete floor and going through a process, which took us a while with the help of our contractor and some other suppliers to determine how you would have actually have a near perfectly level floor. So we have a time-lapse camera right now going on, capturing the process, and we intend to be able to tell the industry that story. Um, it's, it's interesting, and uh, I think it will benefit a lot of shop owners who maybe are considering the square footage and all the various needs that they may have if they build a, a, a calibration type area in their shop. So we, we wanna share that story. We've gone through quite a process uh, with EV chargers, and there's going to be a story there as well. What we what we thought we wanted was at least one level three charger, and when you find out what that takes, you you, you become a little happy with uh, level two, for example. So uh, there's there's going to be some really important stories, and in, in, in one of the scoped research projects that we already have uh, discussed that we plan to do is to to actually calibrate vehicles in this perfect environment and then do the same calibrations in a less perfect environment. One where the lighting is not as perfect and the floor isn't quite level and really capture any differences or gaps or anything there and be able to share that with, uh, uh, with all of the industry around the realities of, of uh, what's out there and what could be happening and those gaps and really documenting those gaps. Uh, and, then, and then finally, the entire facility or all of the, most of this facility, there's two, there's actually three more things. Uh, we're building an, uh, the facility to keep in mind, it is in by color and design to be, to have a digital twin of this facility. And by that, I mean, we are creating the Chicago Tech Center uh, as a in, a, in a metaverse. So in the future, if you do virtual reality training with ICAR, you will likely experience uh, the environment of the Chicago Tech Center. You will be able to uh, tour the Chicago Tech Center virtually uh, with use of, of uh, extended reality goggles. And uh, so uh, we had the opportunity, as we know, the world uh, is starting to, to go more and more into these extended and mixed realities. We're going to, uh, we've built this facility uh, with that purpose in mind. And it is absolutely fascinating and uh, we've already started, even though the facility is still under construction, uh, the interior is still under construction, we've already started to have some augmented reality within some of the labs, just 
because we're trying to get ahead of our understanding of that. And, and I'll look at it and it's just absolutely fascinating. And it's going to be such a wonderful thing for the industry to have access to things right in their shop, even that they normally wouldn't. And then third, uh, we are uh, building a learning design studio within this facility. And so that if there's anyone in the industry that needs support in instructional design, which we have a, a team of instructional designers and graphic media and video, uh, we can bring them either virtually, virtually or in person into the studio and show them all of the different elements that as, as we continue to grow our capabilities and new learning technologies, whether it be gamification, whether it be uh, with virtual or augmented reality, whether it's interactive video type content uh, structure, um, branching technology, they can experience it Experience it in this room. And we'll have digital wall uh, or walls so that, you know, uh, someone could be in there using their hand gestures with the goggles while others watch and can see it on the on the wall there and so forth. So a lot of a lot of fun stuff. We have a student lounge. Uh, we're focused very much on, on the certification training and things that we will be doing there, the various ICAR training, OEM training, very immersed, very focused. It's going to be very intense because technology has gotten very advanced. And so uh, we'll be doing more and more hands-on uh, proficiency-based type training there on advanced uh, technologies. It's going to be very intense. So we have a student lounge that gives the students a break. It'll be a very comfortable place. It'll likely have... Uh, some games and things they can, can go sit in a chair, sit on a couch, whatever, take a, a true break uh, and get away from that for, for a few minutes. So uh, we're trying to think of everything, and I believe we probably have at least on the short term. <laughs> <laughs> and so last question for you here. ICAR has been a resource to the collision industry for quite some time now. And as you were mentioning, there's this, this technical tsunami that's coming in. And really in the last two or three years, you've seen the explosion of electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles, advanced driver systems. How important is it for ICAR to have a facility such as the Chicago Technical Center to be able to assist collision repair facilities across the country with the emerging technology that we're seeing today? Sure. So we've had people come through the facility as it's being under construction. Um, which, by the way, uh, you know, early May, we will be up and running. Um, so we're getting close. One of the, one of the common uh, reactions people have and comments they make as they walk through and, and tour this facility and actually see the purpose-builtness of this thing, right? So, and that is it's going to be a game changer for the industry. Uh, and I believe it will be. Uh, our ability to uh, the quality of our videos, which are already world-class, are going to get better. Uh, the ability to uh, explain things and show things and experiment and do research with all of this new technology specific. You know, uh, in, our, in our electric vehicle lab, we will have uh, procedures and protocol around if we begin to experience a thermal event and how we get the vehicles out of the building into an isolation area in case we were to have that. Um, a lot of things that, that we're doing uh, has come from the work that we do with, again, collaboration being in, uh, in our DNA. Um, we do uh, technical repair summits, and we've done one recently uh, around the electric vehicle and the repair of the electric vehicle. And, and as a result of that, we came up with uh, the best practices documentation, which can be accessed uh, uh, through our website, 
uh, to help shops understand safety. Our first focus with electric vehicles is making sure everyone in the shop is safe. And uh, so we have quite a few online courses already. Uh, we have a hands-on uh, EV course that's coming out here this year. Um, we have uh, a lot of focus around the safety uh, that anyone in that shop may, as they come across an electric vehicle, it's not something to, it can be repaired safely. Electric vehicles can be very safe. Uh, but but the enemy to that is a lack of knowledge and understanding and just complacency. So we're going to we're going to be really hot on that. And then a lot of the research, of course, plays into that as well. Uh, we will have a uh, electric vehicle battery storage area where we're going to be learning quite a bit about the practicality of how to store batteries. If you are doing that level of repair, um, I'd like to say it this way. When it comes to iCar. Um, when a new technology begins to, to show up on the horizon, it is our duty to, the, to, to go to that technology and begin to study it, research it, understand it. And uh, it may or may not ever show up in a shop as, a, as a needing a repair, but uh, we're not in a position to really take, you know, take it for granted. We go learn it, and that way we can have the shops uh, have access to training and knowledge and, and the necessary skills as soon as they need it in order to be prepared when that car rolls in. Again, I'm Steve Bauer, editor with Fender Bender, and this has been Collision Cast. We'll talk to you next week.